For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Strange Familiars. If you've had an encounter with something strange, something unusual, something paranormal, and you'd like to be on the show, you can email us, strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to email your story and have us read it, that's fine too. Just make sure you note in your email that it's okay to share your story on the podcast. Before we get going, I want to thank our patrons, as always. Strange Familiars is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon. Without our patrons, we could not make the show, so thank you so much, patrons. If you'd like to help us continue to make Strange Familiars and get extra shows besides, consider becoming a patron at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. $3 a month gets you extra shows, but there's other levels of support there as well. If you want to go in at a higher level, you can get things like t-shirts, stickers, and more. Go ahead and check it out at patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you don't like the idea of a subscription like Patreon and you still want to help out, there is a paypal.me link in the show notes at strangefamiliars.com. You can make a one-time donation using that link. And you can help the show as well by giving us nice five-star reviews at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts subscribing to our YouTube channel, which is Strange Familiars, and by sharing the show on social media. Tonight's show is one I've been wanting to do for a long time. I'll be talking with Jeremy from Texas. Jeremy was on Sasquatch Chronicles, oh, probably a little over a year ago, I think. And he described Bigfoot Eye Glow, not Eye Shine, Eye Glow. And it sounded a lot like the lights we were seeing at Site 7. In fact, that's the first thing that really convinced me what we might be seeing there is Eye Glow. So I was really excited to talk to Jeremy. And he shared some other great stories with us, too. Stories about some ghosts he's seen in a field while he was hog hunting and orbs and of course, the Bigfoot Iglo story, and some other Bigfoot encounters as well. So, I was really excited to interview Jeremy and get the story on Strange Familiars. 
Dude, I just saw a light shoot across the sky. That's crazy. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. It's completely dark out here. And I just saw it wasn't shooting a shooting star. It was something that shot across the sky. It may have been a comet, I guess, or a meteor or something. I don't know. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good place but, to start. We'll start with the, right. The I know, star. right? That's so. That's so cool. <laughs> so we're but, talking with Jeremy, who has some Bigfoot stuff and some strange light stuff, which. I mean, to me, it sounds a little bit like the lights I've been seeing in Site 7 and just all around, you know, strangeness. And let's just jump right into it. What got you into, like, looking into this stuff? I know you have kind of a, some particular areas you go to to look for Bigfoot, but, but what got you, like, even to go out in the first place? Yeah, Tim, well, I, you know, I had an encounter when I was, and I didn't, I didn't know it at the time. You know, I was 15, 15, 16 years old up in the hill country at my uh, grandparents cabin way off in the middle of nowhere and uh i was hunting and i was driving at the time i can't remember i was 15 and my parents just let me borrow the car you know because you're not supposed to drive till you're 16 but I'm, I'm thinking i was 15 anyway i went up the road to my uncle's place and he just had he had some land with a deer stand on it. he didn't there were no other houses within a couple of miles and my girl, like I said, my grandparents lived in a, in a log cabin on a river up in the hill country and just tons of, of cedar trees and caves and, you know, just it's real hilly, not mountainous, but hilly. I remember it was real cold and I got in the deer stand and I sat in there. So about nine o'clock, got out. And I said, I'm just going to drive these back roads because there's nobody out here. I'm just going to drive around, see if I see any deer and. There are tons of deer up in this area. So I'm driving, you know, just driving around and I go around a corner and a monkey, I see a monkey go across the road. He's on all fours. So I just think, and it's not a bit, it's not a big one. Like, you know, looking back, I'm wishing that I saw a big one. So there'd been a no doubter. So I thought it was a, I just thought it was like, something weird like a an escaped chimpanzee or or something like that you know and i didn't get a good look at the face it was going it was going right it came out right in front of me but it, it was going away from me and uh i you know i went back i thought that was strange i went back to my grandparents log cabin and i asked my parents and my grandparents and uh, i was like are there does anybody have monkeys out here they're like no no, they, they said there's been a couple of reports of uh, Black Panthers being sighted, but uh, no monkeys. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just kind of put that out of my mind. I didn't know. The only thing I knew about Bigfoot is it was, I thought it was just like a legend, you know, of maybe one or two up in the Midwest. I mean, up in the, in the, in the Western part of the United States, you know. Mm -hmm. Oregon and California and Washington state, you know, may, I, I, tell you, I took it as a joke kind of, it was something just, that was the furthest thing from my mind at the time. So was it about the size of a chimpanzee? It was looking back, it seemed like it was bigger. If I would say if it stood up, it was probably about six foot, but it was, it was hunched over. It was hunt. It was on all fours. Mm -hmm. It was on all fours. It was on all fours and went across. Was it running and, like like you see apes run when they're on all fours? Yes, kind of like yes, 
kind of like a, a sideways kind of weird looking gallop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I didn't stop and look around or anything. I wish I would have stopped and maybe got out. And maybe I shouldn't have either, you know. Right. Because I'm sure, I mean, being as small as it was, I say small because, you know, that's kind of small for one of these creatures, you know. But uh, I'm pretty sure that there was probably, you know, a mom or dad. They, they they, They travel in clans anyway. You know, from everything I know, and 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 yeah, it's hard. You know, they they hunt together and they they stay together as a family. So I think there's wisdom in in the the, the old saying: if you see one, there's there's at least one more you're probably not seeing. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of times, I think that they that there's decoys. You know what I mean? Like you're hearing one and making you look hearing a knock or you know some kind of whoop one way. Well, what's going on? behind you or you know yeah yeah we've noticed that at that that area we call site seven that we go to (laughs) our attention gets drawn by sounds so a sound will happen and then we'll look in the direction of the sound even though we can't see much it's nighttime and but but we're focused in that direction and then we've often noticed that we think stuff's happening like we think that's done for a purpose something makes a sound in one direction to draw our our attention there and then something happens behind us when we're looking when we're there's usually two of us when we're both looking in one direction so we try not to do that we try to stand you know face to face and look over each other's shoulders right i think that's pretty smart because i mean i've 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 observed that too where i hear a whoop or i hear a usually it's a tree knock i hear a lot of tree knocks and uh but then i'll you know i hear a tree knock and then i'll hear movement something heavy walk in or footfalls behind you know in the opposite direction mm-hmm. or or stick break or you know whatever but skipping forward I, I don't know if you want to ask any questions about any more questions about that first i mean i guess at the time you just you weren't thinking bigfoot then right you're thinking at, at all yeah. no what not at all but you know it's not until i was probably in my mid 30s around 34 35 i had knee surgery on my knees and I was off work for a little while and I, I was bored and I was just looking around on YouTube and I saw something about Bigfoot and I started looking into Bigfoot and it was interesting. And, you know, I, I started thinking of why, you know, why am I so interested in this? You know, I never really, you know, I didn't have too much paranormal things happen growing up. Just had one incident where I saw a ghost clearly in a field and that, and that could have been part of what got me interested in it, you know, when I was probably, I was in, I was around 30 probably. And we were out in the field, we were hog hunting me and another guy. And, uh, I see and hear people talking and they're on horseback and I can see them. They're kind of translucent. So we put our flashlights down and or turn them off, and we're, we're kneeling down. And that and the guy with my friend with me was like, "What is that?" I wanted to hear him say something first, you know, mm-hmm. to verify. I'm like, he goes, "What the hell is that?" I was like, "I don't know. Just be quiet," you know. And they walked right past us, and you know, there were seven or eight guys, and a few of them were walking, and a couple of them were on horseback they would have seen us. I mean, they would have seen our lights 
you know, before we turned them off, they would have, it was kind of an open field. And then they go down and they come back the other way. It was just a very odd. It scared the shit out of us. It was very, it was obviously ghosts. Like they were, I don't know, like maybe some, maybe that's what they used to do. Maybe they used to patrol their, their field a long time ago or something, you know? So this was multiple, multiple figures, like multiple, multiple figures, even horses. Yeah. Wow. And you could see them, but you, you could, they were translucent. Like that you, in the back of my mind, I was like, they're not real. They're not real. I'm thinking, but what if they are? are they <laughs> shoot us! <laughs> you know? And they start coming back towards us. I said, "Come on, let's go." You know, we went, we got in my in my car, my truck, and and we and we left. But, so, but two of you saw them. Like, we both we both saw them. Yeah, we both saw them wow. completely sober, hog hunting. We both saw them, and we both saw the same thing. And we just it just totally tripped us out. I was like, "Holy crap!" And this is, you know, this is in a small city kind of by where I live, but it's a lot of farmland, you know, a lot of uh, rice fields, stuff like that. And then there's woods, sparse, you know, there's woods around a lot of the rice fields. So they have hog problems, you know, hogs come into the rice fields. And a buddy of mine, he he let people go out there and, and hunt them because they don't, they don't want them. They're a nuisance. So. Anyway, so that happened, you know, it's kind of off topic, I guess. Not for strange familiars, no, and I have to ask one more question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What were they, did you know, did they seem to be like they were dressed in modern clothes or old-timey clothes, or did did you I couldn't tell, you know what, I couldn't really tell. I just got the sense that they were old, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember why. Mm -hmm. I don't remember, I mean, I I couldn't tell you what they were wearing. I, I really can't tell you what they were what they were wearing. I can't, can't even tell you what they were saying, but you could tell they were talking. Right. You, you could, I could hear voices. I could hear their voices. I could even hear kind of the horses, you know, their, the footsteps of them. And, but I, I could not tell you what, what they were, what they were wearing. It just seemed thinking back. It seemed like it was just kind of like black and white, but did, did you ever bright, go back to that area? I have, I have, and I've got more stories about that exact area. Oh, really? I've seen orbs of light in this field, and the cool thing is, it's not too far from my house, so oh, wow. I can I go out there and park sometimes. And you know, I just went out there again just to see. You know, and this was years later. This was several years after that. I, I went out there just to, you know, I, I, I was going through a bad a bad breakup, and I was just going out there spending some time. You know, just thinking or whatever and I, so I just pulled up there and was like hey let's see what I let's see what I see you know I'm just staying I stayed in my jeep you know and just I played on my phone and, and there's a lot of airplanes that fly over this particular area and it's just kind of like a, a hub kind of like their travel path or whatever well I started noticing these balls of light coming up over the trees and I thought at first I thought it was an airplane but then it just kind of hovered there and then it would it was it was floating, and that one night I saw like five different ones. Wow! And it would just dis it would disappear, and it would, I would see as many as three of them at a time, just kind of floating around. I saw one pretty close to me, 
you know, the first ones I saw were kind of far away. And then I look off to my left and probably within 75 yards, there's one comes floating up and then they just disappear. And then you'll see them again and they'll, they, they float back up. Roughly uh, how, what how big it? are they? The ones I was seeing, I was seeing that night were probably about like a basketball, I would say. And weight is at that distance. They have any that, colors? You know, they did not. Have, they were white. These particular mm-hmm. ones were were just white, white lights. Mm-hmm. But it looked like uh, looked like a ball of Christmas lights. And they but, were in that same know, that same field. In that same field. Now, not uh, you know, they weren't just floating over that field. They were floating back behind. There were some trees back in there, you know. Mm-hmm. But all of, this all happened right around this field. And I don't know what's going on out there, but it's a hot spot for for activity. Wow. As far as this supernatural, just can't unexplained activity going yeah, on out yeah. there. And there's people that live. I mean, there's houses. There's houses all around there. They're, you know, they're farmers. It's a big farming place and there I mean it's not a lot of houses but I can see houses from where I'm I'm sitting at this field I can see houses and the lights and you know there's one or two houses to my left and then there's you know quite a, there's like almost like a little subdivision back way back in there and some of the lights were coming up over over that area hmm. you know and it was not drones they were not drones. this is one or two o'clock in the morning and it ha- they have a floating motion. Yeah. They're just, they kind of just float, just float around. Mm-hmm. And then they, di- and then they disappear and then they'll pop up somewhere else. And yeah. I, I don't told, know if it's the same. I've told the story a couple of times on the podcast, but I saw one on the farm when I was a little kid, I grew up on a farm in Maryland and I asked my mom, I remember I was like, like, mom, what is that? Cause it looked bigger than a firefly you know, and it wasn't blinking on and off. And right. I was looking at it about, it was about 100 yards away. It was a little grove down by our barn. And I'm looking, I'm at the house. I'm looking down. And my mom said, oh, that's a will-o'-the-wisp. And she was very casual about it. So I thought it was something natural. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was anything right. supernatural because she was so matter-of-fact about it. And I thought. Like a willow, like a will-o'-wisp? She, she said will-o'-the-wisp. But I thought when I was a kid, I thought she said will-o'-wisp. And I thought it had something to do with willow trees. So I thought it was something, uh, <laughs> yeah, something to do with willow trees, and uh, I never, you know, at the time I only saw it that once, as far as I remember, and uh, at the time I just, I just thought it was some kind of natural thing, you know. It, it, she was so matter of fact about it, I didn't know it was anything special, you know. And in fact, right. I, I probably walked away. I probably looked at it for a minute and walked away. I, I now I wish I would have stared at it longer and paid more attention to it, but uh, I was just a little kid. Right. And there's a couple of locations out there real close to that field that I've seen different kinds of lights and, and just weird phenomenon. One of them, one night I was out there and I, I was hog hunting again on, on the guy's land and I get out, I get complete darkness, just complete darkness in this one area that there's not any houses and a little bit further down from where I'm talking about, there's, it's just complete darkness no street lights or anything like that. So I pull into the gate, you know, and I open the gate and I'm, and I'm just walking down this, uh, the road. There's, you know, just a, a trail kind of a road that they, they've made. And, uh, it's a lot of tall, tall grass and reeds. It's actually a refuge 
but they've got these people have been grandfathered in because they've had their land out there for so long. So it's a real good place to hog hunt. So I'm walking down this path and I see, you don't see hardly any cars out there ever. And all of a sudden there's this like brake lights right next to my Jeep. Well, look like brake lights. I'm like, who the hell is that? I better go back and check. I mean, I'd locked my Jeep, but, and I was armed, you know, so, I walk back and see what's going on. Maybe it's a cop or something like that. I don't know. So I'm walking up there, and I never saw this car coming. I didn't see headlights. This car didn't have headlights. I just saw a brake light. It looked like brake light. Right, right. Start walking towards my Jeep, and I get probably 20 yards from my Jeep, and this thing just shoots off. And it looks like brake lights, but it's something imitating brake lights. Hmm. And then it, it sits down at the end of this road. This this road goes across kind of a busy road about two miles down. Well, probably not even that far, about mile, mile and a half down. It, it goes across kind of a busier road. And these lights sit there for a long time. Then they kind of just start moving back and forth, and then they disappear. And then I'll look away for a little bit, and then they reappear. <laughs> and not a car has come by, nothing. I mean. It's strange, very, yeah. very strange. Uh, in fact, I got it. I I got in my jeep and left at that point because like yeah. something doesn't want me out. You know, something just. I was going to ask you, like, so when you go hog hunting or something, or or you're out at night or out in the dark, presumably from your experiences, you're you're what we would call a believer or a knower, not just a believer, rather. Um, right, you right. Know, like you've seen them. You know they're out there. These things. And other weird stuff besides Bigfoot. You ever get freaked out, you know, going out there? Uh, I do. I, I did at first. Like, when the first time I saw him, I really did. But it's like it, it's like I become used, kind of used to it, to where it doesn't bother me as bad now. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've seen so many strange things, especially up in the National Forest that we haven't even talked about yet. But the first time I saw these things, and that particular field where I was telling you about, you know, the ghost and, mm-hmm. uh, it freaked me out. It gave me a weird vibe. I was wondering what the hell something's going on. You know, something, I will say that there are a lot of cow, there are a lot of, there's a lot of radio towers and there's a lot of, uh, cell phone towers, a lot of power lines that run to this area. There's a, there's a chemical plant not too far down the road, so there's a lot of high, you know, high voltage. And, you know, I, I almost wonder if that has something maybe to do with it. That's the only thing that I can, or it's some kind of spirits, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's something I, it's like, you know, the more I look into it, the more questions I have. Yeah. I'm not these balls of light and. Oh yeah, the, the lights the, are so fascinating to me. I mean, all around, and of course we'll get into a, to more of that a little bit later. But uh, right, yeah, I'm sorry, I knocked you off track big time. So you you were saying uh, you were laid up with the injury and you started looking into Bigfoot. I started looking into Bigfoot before I saw this light phenomenon. I'd seen the ghost stuff prior to looking into Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that had happened paranormal to me growing up. You know, was that ghost. Other than seeing that monkey crossing the road, which I didn't know was paranormal or anything strange at the time. I, I mean, I thought it was strange, but 
you know, not, I just thought maybe it was an escape chimpanzee or something. You know. Right. Something got me interested into Bigfoot, and I started looking into it, and the videos were compelling. And, of course, I saw the Patterson-Gimlin. I saw the breakdown of that. You know, uh, M.K. Davis did a really good job on breaking it down to where, you know, he cleaned it up real well, and you could you could see the muscle definition, and, you know, you could see you know, lesions or, you know, hair matted on it and to me uh, that was a real creature you know there was yeah. no doubt after watching that so i mean i me agree I, I absolutely tend to agree they just didn't have the costume tech back then no uh, they the best they had they were ho- hollywood i think at the time they were making the um what was the show um the monkey uh planet of the apes player there you go mm-hmm. yeah planet of the apes and yeah, yeah. even hollywood said they we have nothing that can that can duplicate that. Yeah. You know, their costumes weren't even that good. So I, and the I, fact I wrote, that it, <laughs> wrote about the Patterson film in, in the book I'm writing, I'm writing now with uh, Josh Cutchin, the, the one I'm working on right now. And the funny thing is I, I basically I'm writing about it in a, in a chapter on missing evidence that I wrote because a lot uh-huh. of evidence disappears with this stuff. And the, you know, the original film, they don't know where it is. There's rumors that it's in one film warehouse or another, or some lawyer has it, but they really don't, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's the original actual film is gone. Now we have some good copies, thankfully, but right. uh, Patterson's original like film canisters, they don't, nobody knows exactly where they are. So I was writing about that and I, you know, I have to get into the other side of the issue, which is that Bob Hieronymus guy says, you know, he was the guy in the costume. Well, the interesting thing about that is he can't produce a costume either. So no matter what side of the fence you're on, on that issue, the evidence is missing. <laughs> <laughs> which I find very, no. very, very interesting, very poetic. But, but no, I personally think it's it's way beyond the costume tech at the time. Even if you were, even if you were to put a man in a suit, if you were gonna, if you're gonna hoax a Bigfoot, at that, especially at that time, why put breast on it? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big one, and the arm extensions are huge. Like they didn't even think about doing things like arm extensions in costumes. Right. Then. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's. There's no way. There's no way they could have put that muscle definition and and stuff in it that 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 we've seen. But there's a lot more to that story. There's a lot more. I don't know if you've you probably have since you're writing a book about it. Sounds like you do. There's a lot more to that whole Patterson Gimlin, but I won't go into that. That's a whole different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whole that, different that could story. be a, that could be a, a series of shows. I think you could probably Ab- yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but anyway, so. You know, the more I looked into big, these Bigfoot videos on YouTube, I started seeing that, hey, they're not just in the Northwest. You know, there's a lot of sightings in Texas, and there's a lot of sightings in Sam Houston National Forest and all through the, the piney woods of East Texas, you know. So that got me very interested. So I started, when I had time or days off or whatever, I would go on up. It's about an hour and a half from, from my house. I live south of Houston, and uh, it's north of Houston. But uh, I just, you know, I basically would just go by myself and just go up there and look for back roads and look for places that, I hate to use the word squatchy, but places that looked, you know, like there weren't a lot of people around. And, and you look for the signs of the tree structures, and there's lots of tree structures up there that I saw. And, you know, the first, the first, I'll say, like, weird thing that happened to me 
uh, the first or second time that I'd went up there, and this was probably six, about six years ago. I went down this this trail, and um, I went in about a half a mile, and there was this pond back in there. And I just sat down next to this pond. I was actually just looking for snakes, and I was smoking a cigarette, I think, and I was just, just kneeling down by a tree just looking looking at this pond, just, you know, just taking in the scenery, and I hear a, uh, like a grunt. Well, first, I'll go back. I saw some deer as I was going down this trail. I jumped some, there were some deer out feeding, and I kind of jumped them. They snorted at me and ran off. And uh, that kind of comes into the story, I think. Maybe I interrupted something, but anyway, I'm, I'm sitting by this pond, and I'm there for about 10 minutes. All of a sudden, I hear you know, just like a shotgun go off and a tree come crashing down about not even 50 yards from me. And, you know, looking at a Bigfoot, I was like, that's something that happens. Mm -hmm. And man, it scared the crap out of me. So I got up, so I'm going to go try to find the tree. I'm going to go see where it's at because it was real close. It was, you know, right there by where I, I, I crossed like a little ditch and there's a tree broke about eight foot up, perfectly healthy tree, green, no wind, beautiful day. This tree was perfectly healthy. It was probably a diameter of about, um, about seven, seven inches or so. Pretty good diameter. Just broke about seven or eight feet up, you know, just totally broke. I looked for prints around it. I didn't see any. And... It scared the hell out of me. I tried to get out. You know, I went back down the trail. I I didn't realize that I had turned off of that trail. There was like a a blue ribbon tied on a tree where the path path dead ended into another path. And I didn't realize that I made that turn. I had forgotten. So I got on the wrong path. Well, then I got really freaked out. I got this weird, just weird feeling. They talk about infrasound. I'm not saying that that's what it was or if it was just fear set in. Because I thought, man, I don't remember going past this. I don't remember going past this. You know, I didn't cross this little bridge. There's a little bridge on this path. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'm going back and forth trying to find where I missed my path. And I finally found it and got out. But anyway, that was kind of the first, you know, that piqued my interest. And then, you know, I was hooked ever since going back. After that, I started going back as much as I could and spending as much time down there as I could. And I'd heard some, I'd heard a couple of stories on uh, on Wes's show mm-hmm. about some guys from from East Texas, and I kind of knew the area just from going up there a lot. Well, listening to their interview, they gave you know they kind of gave away a couple spots that they go to. Well, I started going to those spots, and I ended up finding the. I don't know if you, you've probably heard of the torn up camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I know exactly where that location is. Oh, really? You know, it's at, uh-huh. Yeah. And there's activity out there. And that's not the spot though, that I see the eye glow all the time, but I have not been back to the torn up campsite at night. I've only been during the day, but it's very eerie. It's, it's very, it's an eerie place. It's spooky during the day going back into this area where that torn-up camp is down this road. It's just, you know, it's you go two miles down a dirt road off the main road. You go two miles down this dirt road, then you go about three miles, turn left and go three miles down another road, and 
it dead ends and you know it's just so it's out of the middle of nowhere but it's pretty close to the torn up camp area where i go when i and i started witnessing all i can say is i glow Mm -hmm. there's no ambient light and i started seeing these these two white first i thought it was one because it's yeah, probably 50 or 60 yards away where I was seeing this, but it would move back and forth. And I looked through binoculars. Well, there, you could tell there was two eyes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you'll see it for a second and then, it, and then it either ducks down or, or, or moves. Then you don't see it for a few seconds and then you'll pick it back up again. And they're kind of ducking. And, and then I start looking around and I'm, you know, kind of freaked out a little bit about it. And then, uh, I was like, man, that is weird. And, and it's not to be confused with the balls of light. This was not the balls of light. Right. This was, this was eye, this was eye glow without me. I wasn't shining a light. There was no moon light. There was no ambient light out. Like I said, I mean, I was scared to even get out of my Jeep at that point, you know? Well, I went back there a couple more times, and like I said, I get braver as I'd go back because I realize these things aren't really coming in on me, or you know, is so I'd get out and kind of walk around the jeep. I saw another set of white eyes, and then a set of red eyes, and I've seen this on multiple occasions. Two sets of white eyes, one set of red eyes. Now I don't see that every time. Sometimes I only see. One set of white eyes, sometimes I don't see anything, you know. But most of the time I do see eye glow in this one spot. And, you know, they're they're all eye glow. They all move. They all duck. You'll see them up high, you know, maybe seven or eight foot high. And then you'll see them down by the ground level, moving back and forth and trying to duck. And, you know, they realize I'm looking at them. And this is right by a body of water, which... I almost every time, if not every time, witness the light phenomenon, the balls of light, when I'm having Bigfoot activity. They're simultaneous or just around the same like, time? Around the same time, like it's almost like I know where they're around. If I'm if I don't know, like if I'm doubting whether they're around, like I'm pretty sure they're around. If I start seeing the balls of light in the sky. It's like I know they're around, and I'll start having activity. Or if I'm having what I think is activity, then I'll I'll start seeing lights in the sky, or I'll see weird lights right over the you know in the woods or above the trees. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's, and this is this is just my experience. And these you are know, the larger uh, orbs that kind of float. These are the larger orbs, and they kind of float around while I'm having the Bigfoot activity. And this is like I said, this is just my experience, but. I'm almost convinced with as many of experiences as I've had encounters as I've had with this phenomenon that they, there's some kind of correlation between the lights and these creatures. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to speculate on, on what they are, why they, why they show up when these creatures are around, you know, but, that's been my experience mm-hmm. and, and this has happened numerous, numerous times. Now I don't always see eye glow with these creatures when they're around. And when I know they're around, you know, I can hear the footfalls 
Sounds like elephants stomping. I hear them moving real fast through the woods. Sometimes I see eye glow. Sometimes I don't. Funny story, there was one night I was camping at a pretty popular campground out there. And uh, I was having, this was 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I poured some grease out. I'd, I'd made some bacon or sausage or something and poured the grease out kind of in between the campsites. And these things were around. There was no doubt. There was sticks being broke. I was seeing the I was seeing the little orbs. I was hearing footfalls. I was hearing whoops. I was, you know, hearing tree knocks. I was they were around. There was no doubt about it. And and I actually saw some eye glow. Well, I see them move one something with eye glow moving in on this where this grease was. Well, these other two came, this girl and this, this boy, I say girl and boy, I don't know, they seem like they were probably in their 20s, pull up into this particular campsite. And I'm in the back. I'm in the very back of this campsite. I like to camp in the back because it's more more remote. Well, they happen to pull in next to me. And there's not many people out there at the time. They pull in next to me. Well, they get out and have their headlights on. and They're fumbling around. They're trying to get their tent up and stuff. And, man, and I'm over there laughing, just trying not to laugh because they're hearing these things and they're shining the light all around. And I don't know what these creatures were doing to them, but I could hear them moving and may, they were maybe throwing stuff at them. They, they were hearing something because mm-hmm. it was freaking them out. They were shy, They would shine their light back and forth and they would go get in the car for a little bit, turn the headlights on and and then turn them off and then sit there and their tent wasn't all the way up yet, but they're, They'll turn the lights on and they're just, they're tripping out of, <laughs> they fi- they finally grab their stuff and leave. And I can see their eye glow back through underneath the trees back in there, these creatures. <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh my God. Cause they're like, I guess they're, they're hearing this poltergeist kind of activity going on around them. They're probably thinking some kind of ghost activity or something. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking, but they finally just, give up and they and they get in their car and they leave <laughs> and man i was laughing i mean i probably i probably shouldn't have been but it, i knew i kind of knew what was going on right and these right. poor these poor people were just they were getting like just terrorized by these things you know they didn't they didn't want them there because that grease was over there you know or whatever mm-hmm. and they're kind of used to me i feel like they're used to me because i always go to the same camp spot I try to act normal. I just, I do my normal stuff. I'm not out there hitting trees. I'm not out there whooping. You know, I don't do any of that stuff. The only thing I do is alcohol sometimes because I, I do a pretty good alcohol and I'll try to call owls in. But other than that, I just act totally normal. I bring my girls out there sometimes. You know, I keep a close eye on them, of course, but, you know, they've heard it. They've heard the knocks. We've gone on hikes. They've heard the knocks. They know that daddy believes in Bigfoot, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then you can tell it kind of creeps them out a little bit. Cause we'll be out hiking somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. And this was just during spring break here. This last spring break a few weeks ago, and we we're hiking out. I took them away from the campground away from all the people. Right. And there's a road that's blocked off and no cars are supposed to go back in there because some a-hole, after it rained, they 
brought their trucks through there and made some great big old ruts and it was real muddy. Mm-hmm. So they had blocked it off. So I knew nobody was back in there. So I drove my Jeep. I didn't drive through the rut. I just went in, went in far enough that I, you know, not quite to where the ruts and stuff were and, and parked and the Lone Star Trail, which is the main trail through the forest, kind of crosses right there. And we start hiking and we get back in there about a mile. And of course, they're wanting to hit the trees and they're wanting to whoop and they, you know, they think it's neat. Well, then they, they hear, they hear whoops back and they hear tree knots you know, back. And they look at me like, Oh my gosh, the head (laughs) (laughs) is that, is that Bigfoot? I was like, well, you know, there's no people out here that we know of Mm -hmm. not supposed to be, you know, there's really not supposed to be any people out here and we're out in the middle of the woods and yeah. So you tell me, (laughs) I was hiking with my son one day and he's a skeptic. So he's, he thinks dad's crazy, you know, for, for all right. And, uh, we're in, uh, not far off a road. We're in this park. It's in Northern Maryland and we start getting screamed at and mm. we, we got screamed at for about five minutes straight and he is getting, wow. he is getting irritated. Like, like, uh, we're up on top of a hill. There's a cemetery in the woods at this place. So with like, we had walked up on top of the hill where this old cemetery is and, uh, there's kind of a kind of a dip down to the creek like it creek goes through a little little valley off the hill so whatever's mm. screaming is down by the creek and uh i'm standing there and, and and i'm kind of looking at him and he's getting irritated and he's he's finally he says are you happy dad i'm like what what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you happy now you got bigfoot <laughs> screaming at us and I, you know i'm thinking at the time i'm thinking i thought you were a skeptic i thought you didn't believe in any of this stuff and uh, it was freaky. I said, "I said, well, what do you want to do? You want to keep hiking, or you want to you want to leave?" And he 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 was like, "I don't, you know, I could tell he didn't want to go towards it." I started going towards it, and he was like, "I said, don't you want to find out what it is, one way or the other?" And he kind of <laughs> he, he kind of balked a little bit. And we we decided to to uh, cut out. Uh, it it was yeah. pretty pretty horrifying screams to be sure. Wow. But, wow. Uh, but now he will just say, ah, oh, that wasn't anything, you know, like, you know, he, now that he's away from it, you know, right. Yeah. And you know, that happens a lot. I think that happens a lot. And I think that's what keeps bringing me back is me. The fact that, you know, I witnessed all this stuff and I know that I've witnessed it all, but then you go back into the real world, you know, and you're like, and then I, you start questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. Yep. Did I re- is that really, I mean, does that, did that really happen? I mean, did I really witness that? I could, there's no way, you know, so you yep. start, I start questioning myself and it, and it brings me back yeah. and, it, and it creates more questions than it does answers because, you know, I've got way more questions now that I'm into this yeah. than I, than I ever had before, you know, when I first started. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life altering. And if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've had multiple tree breaks, multiple tree breaks in places I've been. Just is it circumstantial that I've had like five or six different tree breaks within, you know, 75 yards of me? And I'm not talking about just natural breaks sounding like something forcing like a shotgun going off. Yeah, when, when it's a, a new healthy tree, it's loud. <laughs> It is loud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a rotten tree is loud enough, but if they're like a new, you know, healthy tree, it'll crack pretty loud. Right. Yeah. It interests me and it's Yeah, that's I've done the same that... thing. Like the the place where, where we're seeing the lights, which which do sound a lot like what you're describing. I mean, it looked like one light until we looked through binoculars. And then it then uh-huh. it, then it's two, you know? Um, right. A lot of what you're describing is is very much like what I saw, and we'll get back into that in a minute. But I find like when I'm not there, and a few months have gone by, maybe since I've since I've been out there, and I'm talking to people about it. Well, I don't know; it's ever been a few months, but maybe a month has gone by. Yeah. Uh, I try to get out there at least at least once a month, but I'll hedge my bets and kind of be like, I I don't know, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but like we were looking at, there were three of us the one night, the first time I saw it, there were three of us together and they're moving around, they're changing colors. We're hitting them with lasers. They're changing colors and going out, you know, no man-made light does this, but I get away from it and I start, and then I start going, well, maybe, maybe there's something back there. I don't know about, you know what I mean? Maybe. Right. Right. Maybe it was a boat's light or maybe, maybe there's a sign or maybe there's some, maybe there's something I'd walk back in there, Tim. Mm-hmm. I walk in exactly like exactly where I think that I've seen this action. There's nothing that would give off light. There's right. nothing back in there. Yeah, I've done the same especially, thing. I, yeah, especially without a flashlight. You know, there's nothing giving off light. There's no light post. There's no. It's and when you think about it, it's ridiculous anyway because this thing is ducking and they move so fast. It's it's scary. Like they the way they move. They, they you know when you see the eye glow and then they're, they're moving every now and then you'll catch it. I'll catch like almost like the shape of their, their head, mm-hmm. you know, when they, when they look down or whatever, you know, but the way they move is, but anyway, yeah, I've gone back in there and there's just, there, there's nothing back in there. Yeah. Of course I do it during the daytime. Yeah. 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 I did the same thing. <laughs> I, I, and, and see, I thought like, well, maybe I'm seeing something like long, like far, far away. Somehow it's reflecting, but the, I realized then it's on the side of a hill. I'm not looking through a hill, you know, <laughs> like, right. like where I'm seeing it, it's on, it's on the face of a hill facing me. So I just, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, and, and I keep going back and saying, you know, well, it's weird lights because I've never seen them in the silhouette of a creature. 
I've only seen the lights, you know. And I have my one buddy insists, yeah. no, that's eye glow. That's what it is, 100%. It was actually hearing you on Sasquatch Chronicles, which made me think, like, maybe that really is what it is. Because what you describe sounds a heck of a lot like what, what I've seen. And, and uh, that, like I said, and I'm, convinced, that. I'm convinced that's what it is, Tim. And I know I heard your... I heard your podcast after mine on mm-hmm. Fast Watch Chronicles and how you you didn't believe it at first that it was like you thought it was these orbs or some kind of orb or I, something. I just thought I it was weird weird lights. That's all you know, that's right. that's all I could say. It's just weird lights because and I'm glad you say eye glow too. That I think that's important because it's there's a difference. Like I've seen eye shine too. I've seen eye shine. Oh, I've hunted my whole life. I know what eye shine is. Right. Yeah, I know and I know what animals are nocturnal and which ones give mm-hmm. off light and even some of them you can even see when there's a full moon their eyes will shine a little bit with mm-hmm. the full moon i know what that is right. yeah right but this so. is this is different and it looks like uh, to me it looks like like an led light or something out there. Mm-hmm. it's an internal light like it, it's not giving off what i'm what i'm seeing is not giving off light necessarily you know it's not like it's not like a flashlight mm-hmm you know, it's a it's a dim, really dim. Well, actually, they're really bright, but it's hard to explain. <laughs> no, it's you have it's to let like your an, eyes it, adjust to the it, darkness first, because like yeah. when we first get there, we're not going to see them. Uh-huh. We've noticed that, and and it's it's about a half an hour or more of our eyes yeah. just adjusting to the darkness, and then they'll then they'll come up. Then they're then they're easy to see. Right. Yeah. yeah that's exactly right. Yeah. Once you're your eye, you have to let your eyes adjust. And I hate using a flashlight. I mm-hmm. I don't use a flashlight unless I absolutely have to for that reason because yes. I like to keep my eyes adjusted. Even if I have a fire going, I'll set my chair up to where I'm facing away from the fire a lot of times, especially if I'm having activity. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I don't, and I really don't think I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure not all these creatures give off the eye glow. I don't know why some of them do. They may all do it. But I just, I don't all, when I'm having activity and it's really close sometimes, I don't see the eye glow. Now they may be covering their eyes. I, I don't know. Or yeah, I, and, and other story, other stories I've heard of, you know, I've heard so many encounters that most people don't talk about the eye glow. So maybe it's just, you know, certain kinds or certain types or certain areas. I, I don't know. That's another thing that, that kind of blows my mind and it makes me apprehensive to talk about right. because it is kind of weird. And I know most people, they get stuck in a paradigm to where, you know, they think that they know what this creature is or, you know, they, certain ones think that, you know, there's, there's no woo in these things or just flesh and blood. So it, when I, from my experience, there's a lot more to these creatures that are on the strange side that can't be explained and that are that in my opinion are not just flesh and blood. Right. Yeah. And and I think that's an important point. It doesn't necessarily mean that that they're not natural animals. It just means they're not like other ad- natural animals we know. Uh, right. I, you know, I I don't know what they are, but I they're weird, <laughs> and it's it's very weird. They have got some weird characteristics. Yeah, and and some of the encounters I've heard this multiple times, and I'm sure you have too. You probably heard it more than me. But people uh, habituating these things, 
you know, 50 to 100 miles from their home feeding these things. And then they follow them home. They stop feeding them one time. They stop feeding them. And these things actually show up at their house Mm -hmm. 100 miles away or 50 miles away across rivers, across through cities, through, you know. Yeah. Have you have you heard that? I've oh, heard yeah. that multiple. I've heard yeah. that multiple times. I'm sure yeah. you have too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's that's uh, another thing. What 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 is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, these, um, I mean, if they're natural animals, they are gifted. They are the kings of evolution, because absolutely, and they, they're way smarter than we are. Yeah, absolutely. And why would they put up with us? That's my other question. Like, they could be kings of the world because they have. First Everything, all, yeah. yeah I mean, they could take over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, as far as like the eye, I don't know if if they can turn it on and off that eye glow, which is a bizarre concept anyway. But that's that, that means it's not just something that happens. That means it's something they they're conscious of, right? Because we see that at a distance, and then we'll hear stuff walking around us, right? And never see those those LED and never see the eyes. Right, and I'll hear stuff, footfalls, chest thumps, mouth pops, stuff like that, just just beyond the tree line mm-hmm. and not and not see any kind of light, yep. eye glow. Yeah. But then, you know, other times I can see them peeking, you know, especially in that one particular spot I was talking about. But I've seen them, I've seen them all over Sam Houston do that at times see eye glow and it's real usually real fast it's one particular area i talk about they'll sit there and stare at me like i i can see them and then once i stare at them for a few minutes then they'll they'll kind of duck behind something and then they'll pop back up and then they'll down low down but normally in other places it's real quick flashes almost out of the corner of your eye like did i did i just see that did i even driving down some of those back roads, I'll see real quick eye flash. I mean, it'll be real quick, you know, up high, up high. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, I don't know. It, it's strange, man. You know, it's. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the stuff we've seen as far as like in this area, as far as um, like not when I say flashes, I mean, flashes of movement, not flashes of light. No, they yeah, like, like flashes of movement, but but with the eye, but with the eye glow, like I see eye shine. Now it could be my headlights, mm-hmm. you know, shining off there because I do have my headlights on. This is at night when I see it, but I'll see a real quick flash. Mm-hmm. Usually, if it's a creature, a nocturnal creature, you see it like crossing the road, or you see it staring into the lights for a few seconds, or you know, bobcat, coyote, coons, you know, raccoons, yeah. You know. So. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you've seen the, the lights change colors too, right? I have. I have. Yeah. That man, that was probably, that one really bothered me. I mean, I've got goosebumps right now talking about it or thinking about it. Um, I was camping at this, the same location and I had, a. I had taken some of the, the back, some of these back roads before, you know, I went and cut up firewood, deadfall, and 
and I had some time, so I went down some of these forest roads and stuff that were gated, but people had made trails around them, and you really weren't supposed to do it, and, you know, but I was, like, wanting to wanting to try to get out, off into some of these isolated places, so I had been driving around doing that, and then I went a couple places, and one particular spot, I stopped. This is, ooh, man, remote area. Got out, and I was looking at some of the wood. I was going to pick up some of the wood and, and put it in my Jeep, bring it back for, for firewood, cut it up. Got out of my Jeep, and uh, something screamed at me. So I was like, yep, okay, well, I need to be moving along. And it was getting pretty close to dark anyway. So I got off of this forest road and, and kind of started heading back towards my campground. And uh, I actually turned the corner and to turn off this gravel road onto another gravel road that heads straight back down to the campground. And through the trees, I t- see two sets of eyes moving like floating, almost fluff. They were moving so fluidly, fluidly, not even making noise that I could hear. But it was two eyes, two distinct eyes coming through the woods, and then they kind of split. They kind of split up. They were together, and they kind of split up, and then I lost them. So that freaked me out. Well, I get back to my campground, make the fire, you know, make something to eat, da-da-da-da-da. And I go over to, to relieve myself and I've got a, I've got a headlamp on that, you know, it's got adjustments on it. Well, one of them, it's, it's not a real bright light as far as focus light. It's, it's a real, it it shoots out a lot of light and, you know, in a big circle, you can adjust it. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Not a focus light, but a real, a real care covers a lot of area. And and I was using this because I was I was hearing stuff in the woods right around me. So I'm walking right up to where the woods are. Well, I can look down like I'm peeing, like I'm looking down, and I can look up and I have my hat on, you know, and I can look up with my head down, kind of look up out of the top, you know, top of the brim of my hat, and kind of just look up while it looks like I'm looking down. Well, I'm looking up, and this light has got such a big ring, and I see these... <laughs> I see these eyes, and, you know, they're, they're, they're almost as big as, like, tennis balls, and they're... I think on Wes's show, I said about a foot apart, and it was... Bad. I'm not exaggerating. They were at least nine inches to to a foot mm-hmm. i mean apart apart wow. and this thing was and i could kind of see the outline of it because i had that light this thing's head was this thing was a monster it was 10 foot because the the br- bushes and briar that was around there was like eight and a half foot tall and this thing was hovering above it the size of this thing's head though it the only thing I can say is, I mean, this this is a monster. I mean, it was just, and I almost think that, think you know, after I had time to calm down and all that, and and have a little um, perspective, and you know, looking back on it, I think maybe I pissed this thing off. This was 
more than likely the big daddy. This was big daddy of, of the woods <laughs> of that area. And, uh, when I got screamed at in that location that was real remote, that I got followed back to my campsite by the big boy and the big, the big boy was checking out who is, who, who is this, you know, what are they doing? You know, kind of a deal that, and that's just a guess. I, I don't know. Right. Right. But if, anyway, this thing's eyes, not only were they far apart and huge, but they were changing colors from green to blue to white. Green to blue to white, green to blue to white, green to blue to white. I'm like, what am I looking at? I mean, this thing's a monster. I mean, I knew what I, I kind of knew what I was looking at, but it, were they changing that fast? They were changing fast. They were changing blue, and I don't know if it was in that particular order. I think sometimes it was green to blue, and then it'd be green to red, and then right. it'd be a blue. And it, you know what I mean? No, no consistency to it, but it was real. It was real fast. Yes, it was. They they were changing real fast. And I, you know, was that his, was that his mood? Was that his, I, I don't know. You know right. I don't know what, yeah. what that was, man. I don't, I've never seen that before or since. Wow. Never seen anything that big in my life. And, and these still look like the, the kind of LED looking lights. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I, I took my light, I actually took my light off of it. I could still, I could still see the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they, and then it, it went all, I, I heard something move through there and I actually got bluff charged a couple of times that night too, where I had to turn on my big 1800 lumen flashlight. I was like, hold on there, big boy. I said something <laughs> like that. I turned the light on because, you know, I've heard some pretty reputable guys, you know, Bob Garrett was saying, you know, a laser pointer or, uh, you know, a, a bright flashlight, the best way to stop them, you know, instead of pulling out a firearm, you know, pull out. So I, I just pull out my flashlight cause I, I could hear something charging and they got re- they got real close. I don't know if it was the same one, but you know, there was definitely one charging through there. Mm. And, uh, I turned that light on and stopped immediately. I never saw it at, at that point, but yeah, that happened a couple of times that night. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd have stayed. <laughs> I just got in my Jeep. I rolled the windows up, and and uh, this was during the summer, so it's hot. I mean, it's hot yeah. down in Texas and stuff. I just left my Jeep running and and, and rolled the windows up and and stayed because you know it was this at this point it was you know one or two in the morning, but mm-hmm. so yeah, and I just I stayed there, but I, I I locked the doors and rolled the windows up and. Didn't really sleep much. Kept my eyes pretty peeled. I was pretty shook up. I was really shook up, and I I probably shouldn't be driving anyway when I was that shook up leaving. So yeah, that's true. I just I stayed, but I, I it, it took me a while to get I, it. It still shakes me up when I when I think about what what in the hell I saw. You know. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. See, the ones we saw, they were changing colors, but it was they were it was like more slowly, like they were it was huh. like. They they kind of fade real slow from from white to like blue and then into green and then kind of an orange and then they go back to white and sometimes they they I say they blink out maybe they were moving you know what I mean uh, mm-hmm. maybe it just seemed like they were blinking out and if these were creatures you know maybe they were moving and it it just appeared to blink out or maybe they were ducking behind something and uh, I know the longer we were there the more of them lit up though 
which was disconcerting. And the closer they got that first night mm-hmm. we saw him to the point where you know, at some point the one guy left and it was just two of us. And, uh, he, he turned to me at some point and said, I think, I think it's done. I think we're done for the night. Not that the, it was still happening. The lights were still there, but it, it was just the mood changed. And, uh, right. I kind yeah. of agreed with him. I, think, I was like, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it's time to go. The the only time we can make him change fast is when and I, is when we hit him with a laser. And when I talked about yeah. this on Wes's show, somebody was like, "Why are you shining lasers in Sasquatch eyes?" I didn't know that I, at the time. I, they were just weird lights to me. You know what I mean? Like that's I right. Like I don't want to do it now because no matter what it is, because I feel like it's right. poking, it's poking at the phenomenon. You know, I don't want to like irritate whatever it is. I'm not trying and to that's do. That's what that. I've heard. I've heard that too. Don't. And I've actually played with the with the orbs with a laser pen too. Not oh, yeah. knowing any better, yeah, not knowing any better, and and then being heard later by several different people that that have that know about these things, you know, that mm-hmm. I've heard on interviews and stuff like that. Not not to not to tempt them or not to. Did did the orbs know, respond to uh, to the laser? No, they would just go out. You know, most of the time it seemed like they just went out. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't really they didn't change colors that I remember that they would go out and then they'd reappear somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, but it didn't really see. Now I will say they, they, they give off, they give off this feeling of an intelligence. There's some intelligence to these orbs because it's like, they don't like to be looked at very long and they go out, mm-hmm. but they want you to look it's almost like they want you to see them. And the more you, more you look at them, the more they appear, but the more they they'll disappear and they'll reappear somewhere else. Right. And I know that sound that sounds kind of contradictory, but it, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But well, like we were saying, maybe you, that's maybe that's another distraction thing. You know, maybe it could could be. Yeah, maybe they want you to be yeah. looking at those orbs while uh, they're running off behind you somewhere or doing something. What are they? You know, but what is it? What? How does it correlate? I mean, I just. I have have no answers. I I love the questions, you know, and I love, you know, I I think, I think the world of Bigfoot is changing in that at least people are, are starting to talk about this weird stuff. I think they used to bury it in the past. They They did. Don't talk about that weird stuff, you know? And now, now people are like, well, no, that's, this is happening. You know, this is, this is what I saw. Let's talk about that. And and I think it's okay not to have answers, you know. It's, I think I think you've been a big part of that, Tim. Well, I I I, I, th- I, th- I think you've been a big part of that in your book. In I your hope book. So. Yeah, in your books. I think it, because it's funny how once you came out and you came out with, hey, let's talk about this stuff. It's what it is, what it is. I've heard other people that used to not want to talk about it are talking more about it now. Yeah, there's still a few that won't. There's some of them old timers, and you mm-hmm. probably know who I'm talking about. Some of the one real popular, you know, Bigfoot researchers kind of know it all, but mm-hmm. just will not, will not, will not talk about the the weird stuff. And you know, if they've been doing it long enough that they that they've seen some kind of oh yeah some kind of weird, but yeah. they won't. A couple of them that will not, they will not talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and and but some like some folks like some of the folks from the Outlaws are coming around. I saw you they know? are they are Matt Matt mm-hmm. absolutely he's got balls and and that's kind of who I was talking about. But Matt is kind of, Matt used to not he used to think they were flesh and blood and they were just normal just an undiscovered ape. 
he wouldn't talk about the weird stuff, but he's, yeah, he's, he's come around. He's come around a lot. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I, and we don't have to say they're supernatural. We don't have to say they're paranormal. No, I, no, 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 no. I have no say, idea what they are. Yeah. Just say, we don't know what they are. I mean, I tend to lean that way just because they're, I, I'm a folklore guy and there's a lot of stuff in folklore that sounds like the same stuff, but, but I don't know, you know, it's just, it's just my idea. And uh, I'm ready to be proven wrong, man. If if somebody could prove it's some kind of natural animal, I'm open to it. I'm absolutely open right. to it. Um, if it's something like a firefly, the way they give off light, right? You know, do the are they? And the way they can blend in. Well, there's chameleons. There's chameleons and lizards that can blend in. Yeah. Do these yeah. things have? You know, so those abilities. Some of those abilities are out there. But, yeah. You know, some some of the things that these things do, the way they move. Mm-hmm. The way they move to me, the way they move and the way they have the eye glow that they can give off when and when they, you know, and they, to me, those two things there are just two of the things I just can't get past. So how uh, many times have you seen like, like actual creatures, like bodies? Well, I mean, are you talking about like, um, are you, I don't count like the eye glow when I see like the silhouette. Yeah. like I don't like, really count. I don't oh, really? really count that. Yeah, even though I know that's what it is. I mean, if I count that, then I've seen uh, one. I saw the one when I was 15, and I saw the one, two, like five different times that I've seen them. But only one day sighting that was, you know, when I was 15, the one that I actually saw from. Yeah, yeah, and there was nothing supernatural about that one. Nothing weird about that one. Just a day sighting, just a regular old da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. It was that, just a it was a smaller one. And that's why but. I say, like, I don't blame like people, like the people who who come out and say, no, I'm I'm sure it's a regular animal. They're most of the times the people who had roadside crossings or they're hunters who just happen to see one, you know, walk by in the woods mm-hmm. or something. And right. so I don't blame them for thinking that. You know what I mean? Like, right. like you said, you you would have thought it was a natural creature for sure if that's all you ever experienced. You know, all I ever if that's all I would have experienced, yeah. And then and then and then started looking into these things and the way they communicate and the way they be able to build these structures and the way they, you know, they're obviously very smart and oh yeah, and they've got some abilities that are very very just out of this world. Almost, yeah, yeah. That's you know. the thing. I mean, if no mammals have bioluminescence. Um, no great apes have a tapetum lucidum, which is a you know the reflective part in the eyes. Right. None of them reflect in the dark. I don't and think. Yeah, I don't think any any of them do. Or, or, not, or not nocturnal. Not great yeah. apes. There's some. There's some like low low order monkeys that do. But as far as great apes go, they're, they're, none of them have a tapetum lucidum. And uh, apes don't have thick skin. Uh, which, I mean, you know, from reports, but people shooting them and stuff, these things, you know, would have to have super thick skin. And right. so they have so many things that are like specialized evolution, if they're natural creatures, you know what I mean? So, which means they're, they're amazing. You know, I mean, what an amazing thing. Almost like a super soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you were to build something that that, you know, in a lab... As far as a killing machine, you know, that's stealthy, more stealthy than a than a special forces ranger, army ranger, or mm-hmm. or a seal or anything. You know, what what better what better thing could you could you build? Yeah. You know, that has thick 
thick skin, thick bone structure, thick muscles that's that big that can rip your head off and you not even know it can be within three feet of you and you not even know it. Right. Yeah, I th- you know? I think when you hear them is when they want you like they want you to they hear them. They want you to. When yeah. you see them or hear them, it's because they want you to. Yeah. I, I And that's another thing about these creatures. How in the hell can they sneak up to within feet of you without making a noise, going through briars? Yeah. I mean, because if we try to go through, you know, even pine, you know, I'm dealing with piney woods, but still there's, there's live oaks and other things that, that, that drop a little branches and yeah, just thickets. You, you wouldn't believe how thick a, a pine forest can get, or maybe you can, but to go through it quietly mm-hmm. off trail, off of a game trail, they're not even on game trails a lot of time. They walk beside the game trail. How how are they so stealthy and be that big? Right, their pads the pads of their feet must just be unbelievable. They're just total mu- muscle control, you know, or or something. Yeah, it's it's either that or just some some sort of unknown way that they do it that we just we just don't even we don't know. Yeah, understand wow. because uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the one time we were we were at the one place that I've been talking about, we don't turn our flashlights on either for the same reason. It ruins your night vision. Right. So every every time we're there, we'll say, you know, kind of like, okay, we're we're getting ready to leave. So the next time we hear something weird, we'll kick on the flashlights and see if we see anything. Uh-huh. And uh, we walked up to the edge of the woods, and something grunted at us. And I, I mean, it sounded like it was right in the tree line. And it was a low grunt. I had I had the recorder running too, and I can't pick it out of the recorder. But it was it was enough where it backed us up, and you can hear us both go whoa at the same time. Backed <laughs> us up about fifteen feet away from the from the tree line. And that, and that was the cue. So it's like I hit the flashlight, I shined it there, and then I panned over to to the side, and I and that's when I saw I shine. Now this was definitely reflective, but it was right way high up off the ground. It was looking right at us. It was big. I mean, this looked like eyes the size of a fist. Uh, you know, I I have yeah. another guy who's like, oh, you saw an owl. I'm like, I man, maybe, but it had to be a one big owl if that was an owl, right? You know, right? And, and it, you, you could tell it it turned its head. You could see like the eyes move. It turned its head, and I'm guessing started walking away, and then kind of turned back and looked one more time. We caught we caught the eye shine because uh, my buddy didn't see it when I first hit it. It was facing forward, looking right at us, and I was like, whoa! And then he looked up and he saw it turn and then he saw it look back like i guess over its shoulder i don't know as it was walking away that's the way i imagined it you know, like from the way the yeah but that was that was definitely like reflective light that whatever that was you know that wasn't it's uh self-illuminating you know right and i've heard of i've heard that too i haven't that i know of i haven't picked up the reflective light other than when i'm driving and i see little flashes mm-hmm. I, i'm not sure what that is i can't say what that what that is but you know i really haven't seen the eye shine seen the eye glow mm-hmm. you know but as far as but i've heard a lot of other people say they they use a flashlight and they see that the they've seen the eye shine mm-hmm. you know which is which is more natural you know i mean right. for a nocturnal animal that's that's natural right but and still shouldn't be in a great ape <laughs> if, if that's it shouldn't be in a great ape and it shouldn't be able to change colors yeah exactly like, yeah <laughs> you know people will say red and blue and green and and white and so have you ever so, heard yeah. any any sounds that don't seem like they belong while you've been out there oh yeah yes no many times a lot of times around 
around 10 o'clock or so, the coyotes will go off. But the first, before the coyotes go off, you hear something a lot deeper and a lot, you know, bassier, louder, longer scream. And then the coyotes will start going off. I've heard owls that making an owl sound, something making an owl sound, but it it has to be like, I call it a 500-pound owl. Right. You know, and then it goes into like, I've actually heard them before, go start with an owl si- sound and then go into kind of a monkey-ish, oh, I'll just start mm-hmm. <laughs> going off or going off on some other some other sound. I hear I hear dog bark, real big, bassy dog barks out there, and there are you know like there are houses around certain parts of those areas that, and everybody has dogs you know out there that you know seems like anyway, but I, I've heard them imitate dogs, and I know that's I know that's what it is because. It, it, It'll be way there'll be it'll be places where there's no houses, like mm-hmm. no houses. And it'll be a single like single dog barks. Not like coyote yips, but like a huge dog barking. Heard that. I've uh like what you were talking about being grunted or growled at. Mm-hmm. I was at the uh Stubblefield Bridge <laughs> out there in the forest and there's been a lot of encounters around that Stubblefield Bridge. But uh, I was out there one night, and a lot of people fish off that bridge. Well, this night there was it just got through raining, so there was nobody out there. I walk out there, it was and it was right before dark. And I'm walking out on the bridge, and I'm almost to the other side, and I'm just looking down the water. I just I try to act natural when I'm out there, you know. I don't act like I'm doing trying to like look for Bigfoot, you know. So I'm just looking down the water and just you know enjoying the sights, whatever. And I hear, the only way I can explain it is a demonic growl come from the edge of the woods. And I'm probably 20 yards from that, from that wood line. Right when you, right when you get off the bridge, it turns into woods, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, and it's right down pretty close to the water. I hear this and there's no human, there's no alligator, there's no nothing that can make this guttural growl. It sounded, it just, it just had, I, I explained it as demo, a demonic growl is mm-hmm. what it says. What I would think, not that I've ever had a demon growl at me, right, right. but what I, what I would think of is if a, if a, if a demon was to growl at me, it was real guttural and it was real serious growl. I was like, yeah, well, and start walking back the other way. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 was something unusual. A few weeks back, and this is this is something I think it was Ron Moore had talked about this when they were up in that Sierra camp in the seventies. They would hear this sound, mm-hmm. and I thought, man, that's one of the oddest things. Now I had heard before what sounded like metal gears turning at another location, and this is mm-hmm. this I was hiking on that area that I wrote my first book about, Toad Road. And uh, we were in the middle of the road, so either end there's there's it connects with roads. It's not a road anymore; it's a washed out, basically trail, sort of. It's not much of a trail anymore either. But we're in the middle of it. We're eight in the middle, so there's no roads around. And I heard 
it sounded like a car door slamming. And hmm. and I swear, it was, I think it was Ron Moore had talked about hearing that. And I thought, what a weird thing, like out in the middle of the woods. And it was right beside us, too, like right on the side of the hill. Like clear as day, car door slamming right there. And that, to me, that's been like the weirdest thing so far. Because it's like there's no, there was no cars around. There's no, there's no road around that point, you know. And it was right beside us. I looked at the guy I was hiking with. I was like, did you hear that? And uh, he was like, what was that? I was like, it sounded like a car door slamming. And, I, and I'm looking for four-wheel drive paths or something, you know, like, like thinking like right. like maybe maybe somebody like cut in a four-wheel drive, but there, it's just nothing out there. It was uh, wow. It was weird. That was that's the weirdest thing I, I've ever heard, and, and uh, the fact that, like I said, I'm I'm drawing a blank, but I think it was Ron Moorhead. I know somebody. It was one of those old school researchers were talking about it. I love Ron Moorhead. He's oh yeah, great. He's, he's great. He's great. He seems like a great guy. I'd like to meet him. Uh, Ron was one of my favorite stories. Is is uh, I've never interviewed Ron, but I wanted to use a clip of the Sierra Sounds on one of my records for my band, and. Uh, I wrote him and asked him, and he just gave the coolest response. It was just, just the ultimate like response. I said, I said, hey, could could I use like you know I forget what it was like ten seconds, twenty seconds of of the Sierra sounds, you know, on this on this album I'm doing. I, I'd really like to you know put it there. I'm not you know I wanted I'm doing it respectfully. I'm not making fun. It's not a joke. You know I you know kind of explain what I was doing. And he wrote back, and it was just so cool. He's like, hey, I didn't make those sounds. Bigfoot did. Do what you want with them. <laughs> that's how I can see him responding to the <laughs> Yeah, it was it was so he's cool. So cool. Yeah, you know, he's just and brave. That guy is brave. Oh yeah, what what brave. an adventure! I mean, he's he's had a, a uh, what an adventurous life he's had. He's, it's, it's, that guy yeah. has big old brass balls. That guy huge oh, yeah. cojones on him, absolutely. And yeah. I totally believe a hundred percent about the old. Oh, those, those tapes. I've heard, are... them, I've heard them make those. I've heard them make those. I woke up one morning. I failed to mention this at my campsite. I, it was early. It was the sun, the sun had just come up. And the light was just coming up, and I woke up. I don't know why. I just something woke me up, and I just sat there in my jeep, and I could hear because I'm way back in the back of this campground. Well, there's a road that runs by. The road that, that that comes to the campground, to the main gate, runs right there by where this back campground, and then it's all woods and swamp on the other side, and that's where these things stay. And uh, I wake up and I hear that samurai chat or something is getting after. It's almost like they're like they're disciplining mm-hmm. some of the other ones or something just going on and I could I wish I had my recorder going because a lot of times I'll leave my phone like I'll I'll leave my recorder on top of my Jeep and I didn't do it this time and I I could not believe what I was hearing yeah it was unbelievable unbelievable there's no doubt in my mind what that was I didn't see them but Mm -hmm. I it was right over there. It was right over just, I mean, within within 100 yards of me, there's wow. these sounds. And so I've heard them make that sound. It, it is unbelievable. I'm just thankful that I was able to have the opportunity to hear, to hear that because that just blows my mind. Yeah, that, that's so amazing. And, I mean, the work they've done on that, like kind of proving it's a language and stuff, I, that's incredible. I mean, that's just really incredible stuff. Incredible. And, they, yeah, and they, they've had 
they've had them come up like really close. Oh yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. I, I, they, and they talk about that. Uh, I guess they called it a cabin. I think in later years, Ron started calling it a shelter. They used to call it a cabin. I think it, I'm sure you've seen pictures of it. There ain't much to it. Like what they were. No, in. I thought they were in a tent at it, times. It was, it, I mean, it, was, it wasn't much more than a tent. It was a, I, oh yeah. I think sometimes they did set up tents as well. Yeah. But, I thought I remember tents, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, but the, you know, maybe the, I haven't seen all of them. The main thing, which which you know, got called a cabin in the past, is is it's like a few logs propped up against a tree. Basically, they you know they made like this very very primitive kind of thing, and that's where they right. Were. So it's it's you know that's and, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got and it's you know from what I understand, it's way out, way mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere, and mm-hmm. you know in the Sierra that is, and and to have them come up that close, he actually talks back to them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, those, I mean those tapes are incredible. Like whatever it is, they are incredible. With, with you, you know, what I heard was from a distance, and I just heard it for like maybe seven to ten seconds. I heard it mm-hmm. from a distance. This guy's getting them like right up close in camp. Mm-hmm. You know, he in multiple, multiple, multiple times on tape. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we do you think it's Bigfoot or not? Whatever it is, that's an unknown language. And you know something's making those sounds. You know they prove what is make, what is what is making that sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, yeah. What, it's not people, right? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. it can, they may it may be a form of people, but it it's yeah, just it's, very it's very interesting. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's they're they're uh, they're incredible. I left tapes out overnight or recorded. I still say tapes, man. I'm. <laughs> I know, me too. We're, we're probably from the same era. <laughs> <laughs> I left recorders out overnight, and I got. Some kind of it sounds like language or something. Now it doesn't sound like the Sierra sounds. This sounds like more like uh, what they describe as like the deaf people talking. And uh-huh. uh, it was like four in the morning. You know, I can't imagine who would have been out there at the time. You know, I just left the recorder and went back and picked it up the next day, kind of thing. But uh, it, right. it sounds like you know what what, what uh, my buddy describes as, as deaf people talking. I don't know, you know, but you can't make out anything. But it doesn't have that. I've heard, I've heard that too. I've, I've I've heard of people talking about how they sound like deaf. Mm-hmm. Deaf. I don't remember if I've heard recordings of that or or just heard podcasts people talking about if they sound deaf or you know like they they look like they have Down syndrome or they talk sometimes they talk like they're mm-hmm. Down syndrome or you know maybe mildly retarded. No offense, but you know no, or, it's just with the, how people describe. The, their appearance and so forth. Yeah. yeah. Their parents and the way they talk, you're kind of deaf or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, to me, it just sounds like, it sounds like a language. I can't make it out. You know what I mean? What, what it is. It's, it's far enough away from the mic, but I don't think it's English. Cause you know, I mean, I've, I've listened to it a million times, but who knows, you know, it could, I bet you have. Yeah. But, um, and that's, that's another thing about these things is how in the hell, are they avoiding all these game cameras? Mm-hmm. It's uncanny how they can, and I'm sure it's the infrared on them or something, or they can hear the electronics, they just something, but no other creature avoids them. Yeah, I know. We get photos of, like, you know, according to Pennsylvania, we don't have mountain lions, but we get them on game cameras, not regularly, but, you know, often enough to prove that they're here. Um, right. And uh, they, I think it was in Louisiana, there was some bird they thought was extinct, 
and they caught it on a game cam. You know? Right. Yeah. Wow. I know there's a lot of the, these those creatures. I know a lot of Sasquatch in Louisiana. A lot of them. Oh, yeah. Up. yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah, that'd be a there's great a lot of forests and swamps. That'd be a great place to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would like, man. I would. I'd love to go out with you sometime. If you weren't so far away, that that'd be pretty cool. Well, I got to make Take a trip you. down. I got to make a trip down to Texas sometime. So if I do, I and and yeah. you're going to be a guide, I'll go. Absolutely, I'll take you. Absolutely. All right, All right. we'll yep. do it. Because uh, okay, I got friends down there. Like you know, hey, you got to come down. You got to come down. So I'm I'm good buddies with uh, Clint from OK Talk, and he's he's out of Dallas. And then I got a real good buddy in uh, Radio. Oh, I like his. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that one. He's good. That's a good podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I got a real good buddy. He lives right around Houston there. So, uh, and and uh, actually, the girl used to sing for my band. She lives right in Houston. So I have many, okay. many reasons to uh, to visit Texas, and I've never been. So I'm, I'm going to have to make my way down there. there. There's so much activity down here. I can take you to some good, I, and I'm sure your friends can take you to some good spots too. But you know that'd be that'd be cool to get together and and uh and go do that. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be I, real cool. I got to make time to do it. I I, I got to get this book when I get this book done with that I'm writing with Josh. I, I think it's going to be two volumes because we got so much material. Um, but when I get that done, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time and you know off as far as uh, from writing and stuff, and that should give me some time to do a little bit of traveling because I haven't really um, I traveled the country when I did music, but I didn't I never saw anything except like the inside of clubs and the ceiling over whatever couch I slept <laughs> on, you know. Right, right, right. So I I really yeah, want to see the country now, you know. Now that that I, I I might play music here and there, but if I ever do that tour again for for music, I'm not I'm not playing every night like I did before. I'll, I'm gonna see the country. That's way more important right. right now. Yeah, and so, I like your music too. Your music. How? What's the best way to get your book? Uh, uh, either either direct from me or Amazon works. Either one, or you know, uh, I mean, you you can order it into your local bookstores and stuff, but I don't know if they'll stock it. You know, what I mean, like they can right. order it. When is yours and Josh's book coming out? Or is Hope, there already a volume out? No, no, it's 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 uh, hopefully by the fall we're doing it. We keep finding more information. And uh, yeah. I tell you, right now I'm writing the the uh, lights chapter, the stuff on lights. So uh, your story's going to be in there. So oh, awesome, cool. Yeah, yeah all it, right. This is a dual purpose interview, so it's, it'll be on the podcast, and then I'll you know I'm taking the information and putting in that uh, that lights chapter too, because okay, it works right with the uh, the stuff I'm talking about. Because man, I've got I've got uh, you know people saying, and they're saying glow. You know, these people are saying their eyes lit up like fire. You know, back in the 1800s, they're saying like weird you know they didn't they didn't have descriptions like leds back then so they're right. they're saying unnatural light or you know lit up like balls of fire and this and that so i mean people have been talking about them lighting up for a long time and that's i would have never believed it i would have never believed it until i saw it yeah. i've heard people talk about that talking about seeing the red eyes and i thought it bullshit like it was just coming from some kind of, you know until i saw it mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah, and and I mean, I used to hear other researchers talk about that, like, oh, it's it is just it's a uh, eye shine, it's not eye glow. People just don't realize where it's coming yeah. from. You know, it's it's some reflective. But when you see them, it's like, nah, <laughs> nah, that's not reflective light. No, it's not. It's yeah, it's absolutely the real thing. And and maybe people will will pay attention more. And, and I think people just don't pay attention unless you're looking for you know looking for it. Then mm-hmm. you see it. You know, but. Because I've, like I said, I've been in the woods hunting my whole life, and I never, I never paid attention. I, and I, you know, I'm sure there have been times where I've heard tree knocks, 
and stuff like that out hunting that I wrote off as somebody just, you know, roofing a house or, right. you know, something, right. you know. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember a particular instance, but I, I'm sure there were times that, yeah, and, I, I, and mo- most hunters have probably had some kind of, whether they'll talk about it or whether they even notice it, you know, is one thing, but oh, a lot of, most people they, they, have had something, something weird, you know, maybe not Bigfoot, but something, right. I, I know this from just getting out there and talking to people and they'll, you know, they'll find out what I do or what I write about or what I do the podcast. So I'm like, oh, that's nonsense. But then you get them talking for a little while and they'll be like, well, there was this one thing that happened. To me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Right. Exactly. So I, I saw my dead aunt Betty, you know, mm-hmm. she yeah. appeared in the room, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I had a guy call me up and tell me it's all nonsense and then tell me a story about seeing a ghost cat that hopped on his bed, you know, and he, yeah. he was petting it and he thought a cat got in his house and, uh, went back to sleep, you know, Woke up in the morning, started looking around for how this cat could have gotten in his house. And he can't find, you know, no windows are open, no doors or anything like that. And he goes, oh, I must have dreamed it. Then his wife comes down in the morning and says, why were you petting a cat in bed last night? <laughs> and, yeah. And he, that's, that's the guy who called me to tell me it's all nonsense, you know. And like, okay. It's like, they, and you know, down in the south, it's, it's real bad. It's like, people don't talk. And there's houses right up in these forests and stuff. There are houses. And you know, I just, I want to stop and talk Mm -hmm. to them, but 99% of the time, you're probably just going to have the door slammed in your face. They're, they don't, they, they're not going to talk about it. I was scared, knees buckling about to myself when I saw that great big monster, you know, that night with the eyes cut, eyes changing color. He caught me literally with my pants down, (laughs) you know, and, and I was, I've never had fear like that. I've never had fear like that. And it, and it went away, even though I did get bluff charged a little bit later, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it, if these things wanted us, they could, they could get us and well, they may, and they may get people every now and then, but yeah. for whatever reason, but that, and that's I think I, it, I tend to go with it. And that's why like, I can usually push through the fear. You know what I mean? I can like, cause it's like, if, if they want you, like, they've got you yeah you're yeah. done yeah they, you'll never even know it you'll never see it coming and it'll be quick yeah. and you'll never even know that your head got popped off you yeah. know it, it, yeah, it's like, they want it. like i don't I, I tend not to worry too much about mountain lions like i said i know i know they're here i've seen them so i know they're there but you can't if, if i'm gonna worry about that like you'll never hear them coming you know like, you're never lions. gonna hear them coming and they're gonna break your neck because they're gonna yeah that's what they go for the back the back of your neck and you're just yeah, so, those jaws are gonna snap, snap your neck. You're never not gonna, you're never even gonna know it. Yeah. So if you see them, that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I figured, like my dad. Like, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I just figured, like, I'm, I can't worry about it. You know, like I, I can't worry about that because it's, you know, what are you gonna do? Not just not, not go outside. You know. Right. Like my dad always taught me. He always, my dad taught me to overcome fear. You know, just. And he would, you know, when I started hunting, you know, it, and and sitting in a stand by myself at like nine or ten years old, walking to my stand in the morning, you know, well before dark, I mean, well before light, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in the middle of the dark, you know, I've got this gun. And the worst thing I thought was out there at the time was bobcats and coyotes. But he would say, you know, the same thing that's out here during the day is out here at night. You just can't see. Mm-hmm. You just can't see as well. But it's. It's the same things out here during the day. 
you know, he, he always taught me little tricks to overcome fear. And I think that's how I'm able to go and do research by myself and, and not get so fearful that I can't do it. You know, I can overcome it. Like he used to say, you know, if you hear the gunshot, that's good because you weren't the target. Because you would have never heard, you would have never heard the gunshot. That's a good point. You would have never heard. Yeah. You know, so just little things like that. I've just always been able to overcome fear. And I I just credit my dad with that. Not, you know, I'm not saying I'm Superman or anything like that at all. I mean, I'm just a regular guy, but, you know, I I enjoy being in the woods and, and, you know, I enjoy, I've really gotten into this whole unknown thing, you know, just, I'm addicted to it. You know, it's just like, I mean, I can't get enough. It, it, it's just, it, it, it's just mesmerizing. It just mesmerizes me. It just totally just, I can't explain it. It's no, I'm, Hey, you're talking to the, the guys right there with you. This, this is, I hear, yeah, I know you are. And yeah. It's, but anyway, yeah, I, I look, let me know if you come down to Texas and, and, and like, you know, if your schedule opens up or whatever and, yeah, and and for sure, give me a shout, man. I'd I'd love to meet you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to make it happen because like I just I have too many reasons to get to Texas. One of them is that I've never been, so uh, I'm definitely going to yeah. do it. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Like I said, maybe maybe if I can get the book done, maybe the fall. But uh, if not, you know, it might it might be in uh, 2020. Yeah, the fall will be the best time to. Yeah, yeah. Fall, the fall is a really good time, but any time really out there in this forest, I'm telling you, there you will have we will have encounters. You All know, right, we will have encounters. So, but anyway. All right, Jeremy, thanks for sharing your stories with us. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week with another episode of Strange Familiars. Again, if you want to contact us. Strangefamiliars.com is the website. Our email is strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. DarkHollerArts.com Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. Go ahead and like the page there, and you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group as well.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.